0: Well, the Oscars ratings are in. Just as you would suspect, they were terrible. Huge. Oh. Hugely terrible. Uh, They hit an all-time low. And uh, it looks like only 9.85 million people tuned in. That makes it the least-watched Oscars of all time. And the first... That didn't hit 10 million viewers.:
2: Oh my.
0: <laughs> Last year's show attracted 23.64 million. and again, this year
1: 9.85 What if the, and I'm sorry if this is off, but what what was like the, the peak? Viewership, like you know, like Super Bowl, they say like ninety million, let's right? See if I
0: like, can find uh, that. let's see. I'm curious. Highest rated Oscars, let's see.
2: Fifty five million viewers. Wow, see that to me is just ninety eight, astonishing. That was the year that. Titanic took home Best Picture oh, and wow. Billy yeah. Crystal hosted. The only other time the Oscar telecast averaged more than 50 million viewers was in 1983, my birth year, when Gandhi won Best Picture. Oh, yeah. The the, the ceremonies that year were hosted by uh, this foursome, Liza Minnelli, Dudley Moore, hmm. Richard Pryor, Walter Matthau. Wow. The least watched uh, since 74 had been in 08, when No Country for Old Men took the Best Picture Award and John Stewart was the host, that show had 32 million viewers. And that was the least watched from 74 to 08.
0: Mm. So to
2: go sub 10 million is... Uh, crazy. Ugh, not good.
0: Mm, yeah, not good. Um, You know, I wonder how many people tuned in to see what they would do and then just peaced out and went, yeah, no. They're
2: <laughs> <"De-ba-ba-ba-de-hra-de-hra-de-hra."> They're <No. laughs>
0: Yeah, um, I wasn't a fan. I I know there are some people who thought, well, this is great. It's art. An artist speaking about their art. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, I don't care. It
2: was so stripped down, too. Hearing how stripped down and underproduced it was is just so silly to me because it already lacked panache and excitement and tune-in ability and it sounds like the the producers of the show said, let's just go with it. Right. Let's just read a lot, say a lot of things, no music, no excitement, no B-roll, no clips.
0: And I think that would have been fine if it weren't televised. If you're just doing it for you, then sure. keep it off the TV. Right? Mm-hmm. That's like us going, oh, we're going to have the Minnesota Radio Awards and we're going to put them on national television. And we're expecting people to be interested and know all across the country what we're talking about.
1: Yeah.
0: It's just it didn't work. Didn't work.
1: (sighs) I heard... From Lori that they change, they even changed up the order of certain things. Like they mm-hmm. let off with a different award than they normally do. Is that correct? Yeah, yes. yeah. They
0: didn't, they didn't start they... with like a best supporting actor or actress, like they normally do right off the bat. <clears throat> they saved, um, they changed up the order, so it went best picture, I think, then actor, then act, uh, actress, then actor, because they were expecting a big bang at the end with Chad Mc, uh, Chadwick Boseman, and right.
2: that, and then that didn't work,
0: and that didn't happen. It went to Anthony Hopkins. Um, by the way, Chadwick Bozeman's family does not feel that he was snubbed, and they're not mad at Anthony Hopkins for winning. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, good. they say That's
0: every a- nominated actor deserves the nomination or the win. so, yeah, why would they be mad at somebody for winning? He didn't it's not his fault.
1: Kanye did it, remember <laughs> you know, I mean
0: <sighs> oh, so
1: God. it happens, it happens, but i'm i you you're right. they would definitely not act that way, and I'm glad to see that they came out like that too because people people were upset about that some people were yeah yeah what are you gonna do I mean somebody wins they vote I don't know what are you gonna and Anthony
2: Hopkins from what I hear in that movie Father had a really good performance but it was surprising all would agree that it was surprising that it ended that way as there was this intended beautiful meaningful ending to the Oscars telecast here's something that the Bozeman family could be upset about Um, here's a tweet and it says the extremely disrespectful Chadwick Bozeman non-fungible token was created, and this has been floating around, was created by a dude who bought a model off of a CG trader for just 50 bucks, slapped a gold shader on it, and it's now worth $1.2 million. Funny thing is, the CD trader user scammed an artist on ArtStation to make it and then never paid that person. So there's a guy who put out this non-fungible token of Chadwick Boseman, and he said, the way to immortalize an artist is to honor them with art. I was tasked to create a tribute non-fungible token for Chadwick Boseman for the Oscars. Bringing this piece to life has been one of my most challenging and rewarding experiences as an artist. Bidding on Rarible.com, at Rarible.com, begins tomorrow. And now Twitter is saying, hey, this dude that's pushing this non-fungible token of Chadwick Boseman, it's not legit. The work Ooh. on he he did on it is not legit and they got it he got it from a scammer who bought it from someone on ArtStation and didn't even pay that guy, which gives us brings us all back to the same old question we have which is what is a non-fungible <laughs> token? <laughs> and why are they so
0: expensive? I don't know. I just saw a story about an NFL player who's converting his entire salary into Bitcoin. I think he's
1: on the Chiefs. There was, yeah, there was a lineman that did it back in the day, and he already tripled his money or something.
2: Yeah, so this guy took, a, I think, a nine hundred ninety thousand dollars salary, and said, "I want it all in Bitcoin. I want it all, and I want it in Bitcoin." Now, Bitcoin worth noting has gone down from about sixty thousand to fifty thousand.
0: Okay, but it'll go back up. Uh, very it'll up.
2: go back up.
0: Yeah.
2: Remember, as of like two weeks ago, I had—I don't want to brag, but I had three hundred and twenty some dollars of Bitcoin. Wow. The next Musk, they asked.
0: Hmm?
2: When I combine my Bitcoin with my woodworking and my smoking empire, I don't know. <laughs> you start to wonder. You start to wonder, don't yeah, you, Donna? Sure do, Steve. Not to mention the fact that I am actively, eh, passively uh, putting together a cryptocurrency mutual fund with my brother where we handpick five to seven different cryptocurrencies, put a chunk of money in there, and see what happens. Let's take a moonshot with a little bit, huh? Okay. Wouldn't that be fun?
0: Yes, Steve.
2: Again, Donna, hey. in 10 years, you're going to be retired. You will have just moved to whatever island it is, and you'll go to buy your first margarita, and they'll laugh at you as you hand them cash. And I know. Say they'll read.
0: be like, what is that?
1: Well, Akon is starting that, that whole... A-coin. a thing, right? He's doing yes. it himself for his little... What is, is it like ah, a country that he's building?
0: decoin, man.
1: Decoin. That's what they did with Dogecoin. Dogecoin
2: started as a joke, a meme stock, a silly cryptocurrency. And just to make fun of them, there's a dog on the emblem of their their coin. And it was worth one penny in December. And a week or two ago, it was worth 42 cents. So just imagine you had 10 grand in there on Dogecoin. I'll take a flyer. Well, that would have been worth four hundred and twenty thousand dollars just from December to April of this year. Wow! And then what happens if it gets to a dollar, or it gets to ten dollars oh. in the next, say, five years? I'll tell you what: the only tattoo you have says "Scrooge bleeping McDuck" across your ribcage. <laughs> <laughs> You're diving into Dogecoin every day.
0: Oh, you are a delight. Uh, I want to
2: take a pause. Okay, don't okay. forget
0: confessions are coming up at eleven thirty, though. We what? want to know what. Go ahead, Steve.
2: What you, do you take too seriously?
0: Mm.
2: Brian Omen, our most serious emailer, has sent in a uh, a good cleansing confession, and so you can you can email us at Don and Steve Show at mytalk1071 com. You can go to our Facebook page and chime in there as I, well.
0: And I will share something funny about the email that he sent because I te- I emailed him back and corrected. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. and i oh, haven't heard back him from him so he might be mad at me right It'll now i don't know we'll find out at 11:30 when we come back though you guys uh we are experiencing the lowest population growth in the u.s since the 1930s i'll tell you what's good about that what's bad about that according to a new study when we come right back on my talk Hey, we got to say a quick thanks to chill boys for sponsoring this podcast
2: and for keeping my groin comfortable i love chill boys i love their boxer briefs they are the most comfortable pair of boxer briefs that i've ever slid on Ugh. to my body no i slide them on. you know why i slide them on because as they come up over my extremely well-developed thighs Use the promo code MYTALK. Chill, boys. Comfort where it counts.
0: You're listening to Donna and Steve on MYTALK 107.1. Everything entertainment. You're my buddy. Mm. We should study. Studies Let's have shown that... Studies medic- have shown that the microbiome... Several long-term studies have shown... They've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown... And here with their findings, are study buddies... The perfect nerd couple. Donna and Steve. How many people do you think... Currently live in the United States of America? Good
2: question. All right. I got a guess here. Yeah, let's see.
0: This is coming uh, from the Census Bureau, obviously. Their most recent.
2: Oh, boy. I'm going to say the current amount is 323 million people live in the United States of America.
0: That's pretty close. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Donald. But still, way off. It really, three hundred and thirty-one million four hundred and forty-nine thousand two hundred and eighty-one. Now,
2: my instinct was to say three hundred and thirty. That would have been so awesome.
0: Oh, uh, but you didn't. didn't, did ya? No. <laughs>
2: it's making me stronger. What she's doing. <laughs> What was it last 10 years ago? What's a, are, are, we, are we rapidly expanding? Or are we declining?
0: We are declining. Uh, well, no. We, first of We're, all, we grew by okay. only 7.4% over the last 10 years. But that is the smallest increase since the 1930s, uh, according to the Census Bureau in their report from yesterday. Um, it looks like... Oh, I can't read graphs... The oh, biggest on, cause, it. no, I don't want to. I just want to tell you this. The biggest cause of the population slowdown, obviously, is the d- declining birth rate. Today, the average American adult of child-rearing age has 17% fewer children than in 1990. Mm. That's about 50% fewer than in 1960. Whoa. But the U.S. still has a higher fertility rate than Japan and Germany, but it is in the same range as Britain and Sweden and below France and Ireland. There are now more Americans who are 80 and older than there are Americans who are two and younger. Wow.
2: Well, that's good for longevity. Yeah. Average lifespan.
0: Sure. Sure. Um. The, here are the advantage, the upsides of less growth. Yes. Uh, population growth is a lower birth rate can expand the economic opportunities for women, especially because the U.S. I guess doesn't have the best childcare programs. Mm. And historically, birth rates have declined as societies become more educated and wealthier. So that's the one of the upsides, but there are big downsides also. Overall, the slowdown in population growth is probably a net negative for the United States. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A
2: blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, This A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house
1: to the gym to work out
0: pretty sure that's j-lo and p.s the person behind all of this is chris jenner llc we drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends
2: blinded by the item listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the blinded by the item youtube channel
0: dates um for one thing polls show that many americans want more children than they're having but the slow growing incomes of a shortage of good childcare options have led people to decide they can't afford to have as many kids as they would like. Mm. So it's partly a reflection of our society's failure to support families. Mm. Do you That's, notice, this is coming from the New York Times, by the way.
1: And do you notice, too, like, kids are living at home longer now?
0: I have noticed that. That,
1: like, you know, when I was a kid, like, my dad was like, dude, you're 18, you're out.
0: It's funny you really? say that, Grant, because yeah. when I was driving to work this morning for whatever reason maybe i was foreshadowing what was going to happen on the show today my sister lived at home until the day she got married
2: oh how old was she
1: when she got married
0: so i think she got married in 91 she was born in 63 maybe she was 28 wow
1: and that's uncommon for now that's common now you have i see a lot i know a lot of 27 28 year olds that are still living at their parents house and good for them saving money doing what they need to do but i feel like Like, Steve, you know, you started your family. When did you get married and have your first child? We were 21 when we got
2: married, I think. Wow, that's super 21 when we got married. Right. Um, We didn't have our first child until we were 26.
1: But I feel like that was more of the common uh, journey for most families or people starting families, you know, 10, 15 years ago. But now kids are, you know, staying at home longer, uh, you know, well... And we did have a pandemic now, which also makes me think we could have a baby booming booming thing coming up here after this pandemic. But besides that, I think kids are just not as apt to go out and be as independent as they were. Therefore, they're having kids less or later in life.
0: I think culture comes into play, too, because very much on the East Coast, where it's more of, you know, people from all over, it's a big melting pot. It's it's very commonplace for like if you grew up in an Italian family and your and your parents were didn't even speak English, you were expected to stay at home right. until you got married hmm. as a woman, mostly for for women, yeah. you know, well, and and then you then you end up having your parents. There are a lot of cultures that want their you take care of your parents.
2: Yep, I know in um, common in Indian culture india indian culture Mm -hmm. is for and my brother-in-law and sister-in-law did this when they got married they moved right in with his parents and they've all lived together always
0: isn't that interesting yeah
2: yeah it's easy to view all of this through our american lens and what we think is the nuclear family or what the household looks like and all that whereas folks all around the country all around the globe in many places, value very different things. Where there is the majority of population, there it's funny. Yeah, some uh, some international travel is good for us. Every yeah, once right. In a while, you know,
0: I think it's lovely that families take care of like the elders. Yeah, and you mm-hmm. just expect it to all live together, and the yeah. more the merrier.
1: And when I say my dad said eighteen year out, it wasn't like get out of my house. It was you need to learn to. He's like, if you need to come home, you can come home, but he's like, I want to encourage you to try not to have that as a crutch. Like, be able to be independent, pay your own bills, pay your rent, so I appreciated his approach on that. You know, like it wasn't like, so we are a very tight-knit, close family that takes care of each other, but he also wants me to be independent and learn a little bit.
0: Well, that's the whole point, right? Right. You get your kids ready for that, right, Steve? You're a few years away from that, right, with your daughter?
1: No, what we focus on
2: now is allowing them to navigate their own problems and not coming in, even if we know what the solution might be, leaving them to develop some stick to it some grit. Let's figure this out. What you know, and then you're there for them. You're that safety net for them.
0: Butterfly but allow them to
2: live it. You know what, Donna? Ah! I that time with this. All right, <laughs> let's do confessions <laughs> next. Our confession question today is: What do you take too seriously? Huh. You can give us a call 651-641-1071, or you can go on our Facebook page. And answer it now. We'll come right back. Confessions. You know, sometimes the hardest part about going to the gym is literally going to the gym. That's where the why comes in. When you become a YMCA of the North member, you get free access to virtual why. Five to six live streams daily on fitness, well-being, cooking, and more. Plus, if you join by April 30th, you'll get $0 enrollment and a free personal training session too. Go to YMCA North.com. Org.
0: It's a Tuesday on the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment, and that means this. I have a bit of a confession. The confessional is open. Can you keep a secret? I've been a bad, bad girl. girl. It's confessions with Donna and Steve These are my confessions Just on my talk, talk 1071. Our
2: confession question today is what do you take too seriously?
0: Hmm,
2: you know, here's a good one we'll start with from an emailer of our show. His name is Brian. Brian, based on his email, seems to take, how would I put this, everything too seriously. The subject line reads, Why so serious? He says, there's a lot of things that I take too seriously. Life is a lesson in letting go. The most obvious are grammar things, though. For some unnecessary, for some reason, unnecessary apostrophes really get on my nerves.
0: <laughs> I don't funny. understand
2: why people add apostrophes to certain plural words. Also, when someone misuses and I, for example, if someone said, take a picture of Steve and I, it annoys me. But if someone misuses it the other way. I don't mind it as much. So if someone says, me and Steve are going to take a picture, it doesn't annoy me the same way because it doesn't feel like they're trying to be smarter than me. People always use and I (laughs) wrong, then insist they are correct. Parentheses, I roll. I wrote Uh, back to
0: him. I think you mean trying to be smarter than I. (laughs) 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 It is tricky. That is a tricky one. And when people say, no, it's and I, and it's really not...
2: Yeah, and you can always and the easy <laughs> hack for that is remove the other person.
0: Exactly. Explain that, Steve.
2: So, meaning uh, if somebody says take a picture of Steve and I, that's incorrect because if you take out Steve, can someone ta- can you take a picture of I? You would say me. Now, always let the other people go first. So it always end with a me or an I, but figure out what that appropriate one is.
0: Exactly. So if you but were saying you're say, right, you did
2: misuse that there. It
0: doesn't feel like they're <laughs> trying to be smarter than I, I. And the reason it's I is because you could finish it with then I am.
1: Correct. Oh.
0: Right? I yeah. learn
1: something every day with you guys.
0: Oh, you know.
1: Grant, We dude, get this... a lot of
0: stuff wrong, too, so...
1: <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: No. Um...
1: um
2: We got some answers on our Facebook page. Yes. Mary Beth says she takes this too seriously, being on time. And somebody else said timeliness, too, because she thinks that it really shows the lack of respect to the other people.
0: I could not agree more. If
2: you show up late.
0: Yep. I know people who, like, thrive on that, like, just play and beat the clock.
2: I don't think they actually thrive on it, though. You don't? No, I think that's a bit of a uh, story that they've told themselves. Because everyone feels better when you have some margin in your day and some margin in your life. It's it's sort of like the myth of multitasking. People saying that they're good at that they're really not. They're just they're good at half-assing their way through multiple things at the same time. You know, and there is you're naturally compromising on some things. I think that that is a lie that we tell ourselves when we have made a habit of overstuffing our day. Mm -hmm. And then we say we thrive on it. When in reality, if I had a lie detector on you and was taking your blood pressure and your heart rate and the internal monologue or dialogue that's going on inside of your head, I'd call bull crap. Everybody does better when there's a little bit of margin in the day. Sure.
0: It's just science. Uh, Kirsten says what she takes too seriously. What others think of me. I rarely share my opinions or thoughts for fear of upsetting someone. I kind of do the same thing a little bit.
2: I think we all do to some degree, right? Yeah,
0: you just kind of try to read the room and go, "Mm, I'm not going to bring this up because I know this person is going to just attack me. Sure. Right? Mm. I
1: love doing that, but not at work. (laughs) Oh, that is my jam. I will say if I know someone's in the room and it's just going to push their buttons... I will push their buttons. You got to really
0: be in the mood for that. Yeah,
1: Not not all the time, but like if I'm with my friends and I'm sitting back and I'm listening to someone go on and on and on and I can tell where they're going with it. I know the left turn they're not going to want to take. And so I'll kind (laughs) of take that left turn and then they'll just be like, woo. and I'm like, yeah, you got to be ready for that. If you're going to go on and on and on and on about something and act like you're the expert, be ready for the devil's advocate question about it, because you can't just be a preacher and not be able to explain something
0: yeah to have a conversation yes yeah uh tracy says i have absolutely no humor for misogyny Mm. that's fair
2: sure uh brett says what do you take too seriously the film hope floats no oscars again (laughs) still upset that hope floats hasn't gotten an oscar barbara says literally everything i take everything Too seriously. Julie says what she takes too seriously is making sure everything is in its place. She said maybe a little OCD.
0: That could be. Oh, this is a good one from Callie. This got under my skin yesterday. (laughs) Toilet paper being put on the wrong way. In case you're wondering, the right way is over.
2: Over. Of course. Always. Who's,
0: who, what kind of like, my roomie does it under. Oh, and I'm always like, why nut. I can't even like find the thing. Honest know? to goodness. <laughs> like, the other day
2: I was it. trying to do it. Someone, presumably my mom or sister, someone who was at my house, did it the wrong way, and then I was trying to roll some down to like grab tissue quick, and then but I'm standing in the bathroom and just coming in to get <laughs> tissue, and I'm like rolling, and I'm like, where is it? I can't even see it, and then I look down and it's all on the floor because <laughs> I was rolling the wrong way, and it was just unraveling. Right.
0: I mean, it's one there. thing if you have a cat. I get it sometimes they get in the bathroom and they just start, you know, sure. doing that whole thing. But yas queen. Mm-hmm.
2: How do you feel about Vicky gets uh a little too serious when there are dishes in the sink and not in the dishwasher? It doesn't
0: bother me that much.
2: I feel that
1: same
0: way. Too. Doesn't yeah, like I know it's going to be got to.
1: If if it's not overflowing i'm okay with it but once it gets to that point where it's over the brim and it's like too stacked up then i'm like okay i gotta move them in but i can have like a pot pan plate one cup in that little side dish there that's
2: not gonna bother me yes yeah
1: karen says what she
2: takes too seriously is at 3 a.m every minor issue expands to be a giant problem and plagues my mind then i remind myself it's just the 3 a.m catastrophizing monster that (laughs) i can ignore in the morning, I can't even understand why those things bothered me.
0: What? What is it about 3 a.m.? It's 3 a.m., I must be lonely. And that's the correct answer. Um, no, there's something like, don't they say it's like the witching hour? Is that what they say? And it's like, after I, I was made to watch this movie by the morning show... As an hour morning show, because Lex was on vacation, and then they made me watch Rosemary's Baby, and then she kept waking up at like 3.20, and I'm Mm. like, oh, great, and that's the time I wake up, and now I think it's like the devil hour, Mm. and I think it's the devil waking me up, getting to my soul. Mm. Anyway, sorry I blew up.
2: There was a good lyric in a song by a now defunct band local band from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, called Big Bean Theory. And it said, nighttime can erase confusion. Peace, my friend. And I remember thinking of that when I was a teenager and thinking, that is so true. You can go to sleep and you have all these angsty thoughts. And then there's something fresh and new and relieving most times about the beginning of that new day. So what feels so heavy and weighty and tangled at night doesn't seem nearly as scary in the morning
0: just like our listener just said that makes sense Mm -hmm. do you take something too seriously steve
2: i i feel like i'm getting worse at articulating about myself i what do you think i take too seriously Anything you see me take too seriously? Not My really. My wife would probably have a good answer. I mean,
0: I have a this. list of things you do take seriously. Not a list, but a few things that come to mind. Okay. Um, smoking.
2: Meats. Smoke, I love smoking meats. meats. Yeah, you always got to say meats. Though, right? have know, a smoking
0: meats, um, uh your daughter getting married. Uh, yeah. It's a problem. Um T-16. trying new things. Did you it. always
1: love to try new yes. things. Like you take on new tasks. And I right. love that because I wish I had more ambition and time to do that. you
0: can go off for a good six minutes i could walk out of the room right now if i just bring up the word pornography (laughs) (laughs) i could literally go for a jog and come back and he'll still be going
2: (laughs) yeah i'm a little anti-porn all
0: right (laughs) as you should be yeah, yeah as you should be rightfully so yeah
2: oh by the way speaking of porn um not really unrelated, but it falls under Pastor Pruderson, um, and we'll get to a phone call here in a moment today. Or today uh, at two o'clock, I'm going to be interviewing a guy named Father Mike Schmitz, oh. which my TV boss said, "Oh, you should reach out to this guy, who's doing a um, a Bible in a Year podcast." But apparently, he does it in a fresh way, and I've tried to do like the Bible in a Year thing two times and failed, like not even through Tough. Genesis. And um, <laughs> anyways, but he is—he's young. He looks like like a movie star he's like in his mid 40s looks like a movie star and apparently has a very approachable way so pastor pruderson will be getting together with father mike schmitz and we'll be doing an interview which will air next week on twin cities live
0: lovely yeah that's great steve uh grant what do you take too seriously
1: uh two things i have no control over sports and politics Sports. Oh. Those
0: sports people are yep. cray, cray I've
1: I've leaned away from sports in the last year, <laughs> half or so. Working with you guys, now I pay more attention to entertainment. So I've kind of let go of sports a little bit. But politics, everything drives me nuts. And I know I can vote, so I do have some control in it. But I really don't. So it's like it just everything about it. I
0: think it's um, I, just the the sports fans who you can't even talk to the day after they're after, after a loss. I, I, I used to be. That it's way. like really, yeah. You're gonna. This is gonna ruin your entire day. And my mind? Monday used to Thank be
2: off kilter. If I lost a fantasy football game mm-hmm. in a close way, my Monday, I'd keep thinking about it. Why did I start that guy?
1: Yep.
0: Gosh. Oh my god. I know, it's it's
1: stupid, and it's and that's the thing is I've learned to let go of it because I have no control over it, but it would drive me insane. And that's where it's really unhealthy. Is like at least if you have control over some of these things that you can change up to right. like make it healthier, but like. I have no control over the two things that I obsess the most over, and that is unhealthy.
2: There's a book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, but one little nugget that they talk about is there are two different circles. There's a circle of concern. That's a big circle, all the things in the world that are bad. Then there's a circle of influence. He said most people spend their time on the circle of concern, all of the big crazy things that they don't agree with, whatever that's going on. Um, And in reality, they can't do much, if anything, to to change those things. And then instead, they ignore their circle of influence, their family, their friends, the people that they can have a direct impact with in creating some sort of a life-giving culture that you would like to see mimicked on a grand scale. And he said, the more attention you focus on your circle of, the smaller circle of influence, that circle of influence will grow and it starts to overtake that circle of concern. The problem with people, in my humble opinion, I used to be super into politics. The problem with how politics are shoved out nowadays, is that it robs us of impact in our lives because we get so caught up in the concern of it all and the things we don't agree with and the doomsday mentality from both sides, and it robs us of our life's impact and the good work that we can be doing because we're so hell-bent on letting the other folks know or telling our own people who agree with us why the other people are wrong or why we're right, that we're not doing any of the good work that we should be doing. Love it. We still have a call. We have one call. All right, let's get I'll to a quick one. We'll go.
1: Hey, Kari. Hi, Kari. Hey, I love you guys. Oh, I love we love you. you too. Thank you for calling in.
2: So, what do you take so, too seriously?
1: As part of my job as a restaurant manager, I have to police people
2: wearing masks. Oh, Ugh. that's tough. And so it's it's hard because if I don't say something, then other customers are mad at me. If I do say something, the guy with the mask down around his chin gets mad at me. So then, as I walk into Target and I see it, it's such a trigger for me. Oh, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. You i so not even enjoy a shopping to... trip. No, no. So, I, I mean, I do try to get done. I'm well aware that I'm in control of my own emotions. <laughs> but it's
0: just kind of getting to be exhausting. People just need to get on board with this. Yeah, just follow the rules. That's it. Yeah, the yeah, end. Thank a you. Simple. tough spot for you. It, it, Kari,
2: thank you for listening. Thank you for the call.
0: Thank you. Love you guys. I oh, love, love you, you Kari. Too. Bye. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just follow the rules. You. I mean, there are rules everywhere you go. Everybody's got to follow them, right? Yes. You got to drive on the left side of the road, not the right side of the road, right?
1: On the road. Nobody's
0: arguing that. Oh, I got to go. Yeah.
1: <sighs> One more segment.
0: Donna. All right. Yeah. Final stretch of the show. There are a couple new Chia pets that I would like to tell you guys about mm. that I'm mm. delighted by. I'll tell you. Who the uh, models are for the latest Chia Pets coming up next on My Talk. Final stretch of the Donna and Steve show on My Talk, 1071. Everything entertainment. Everything Chia. Like well, there's the, chia? the
2: one thing I've never purchased and always wanted to.
0: Me too, Steve. You should do it with your kids. They
2: would love it. You're Every day right. you come out and check out on the Chia growth.
0: I mean, what what can they cost? Like 10, 15 bucks?
2: I want to say they're closer to twenty and thirty dollars oh, with no, some of these really? collectors ones, and
0: you oh, know, because now it's not that. just
2: like a hot dog or whatever they used to do, or a sheep.
1: Now uh, it's people, it's things. Okay, it's copyrighted twenty things, bucks, right?
0: Twenty dollars, 20, twenty twenty bucks.
1: You could probably yep. get it at Walgreens. You know, you'd be fun to do with your kids with the Chia Pet. Hmm. Is do like a tree too? If you if you ever like know you're going to be at a house for a while, like if you can do like a evergreen or something that grows kind of fast. You plant that with your son or your daughter. No, and, no, 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 no. I hate this. You can't, I hate this. You can't you don't have to. The reason
2: I hate that is because we are we planted trees last year and I'm going to watch them grow and by the time they get full grown and I have the privacy that I'm looking for the kids are going to be up and grown and gone and I'm going to be alone
1: and depressed
0: <laughs> and looking at the trees and <laughs> remembering remember when But came. Hey,
1: we have some of those trees that I still look at all the time and I remember planting those with my dad. It's a fun maybe it's not maybe for you maybe for them. That's yes, a boy, selfish. that's a nice
2: challenge. Yeah. Boy, the self centeredness does need to be called out. <laughs> All uh, right, enough.
1: Bond with the chia pets. Well,
2: I thought you were gonna say when you said a tree, thinking chia grows right there on your countertop. I've also had because I'm cultured, a, a bonsai tree. Ooh. Um, I have a friend who's doing one of
0: those too. And
2: I killed You're that bonsai tree. And I got it from do. the back of a pickup truck in San Diego for mm. ten dollars. What a steal. But it's so beautiful. These bonsai trees. Yeah, but
0: you have to take care of it. Yes. You have to trim you do. it. And... I trimmed. Oh. I
2: trimmed. I watered when I was supposed to. So did we.
0: They are a little it. finicky, too. right? Yeah,
2: they, it's they're, hard. They're beautiful, though, huh? Yeah. Very beautiful. And it looks like an ancient full grown tree, but small.
0: Speaking of, I'm still watching Cobra Kai. Oh,
2: mm. don't you, do you like how Daniel says bones, bon, bonsai? It kind of irritates me, honestly. I
0: didn't notice. Um, but I'm almost done. I'm almost done. What am I going to do?
2: Uh, oh, Donna. You know what you can do? Uh, yeah.
0: I watched another episode of um, Mayor of East Town. Mayor? So
2: good. That's the one about the horse mayor in a small town.
0: <laughs> that is incorrect. It is about a detective named Mayor. I'm sure it's short for Mary or Mary or Marion. Mary. Anyway, Chia Pets, the newest ones, I'm sure you are dying to know. What do we got? We got Hasselhoff mm. and Richard Simmons. Yes.
2: Oh. Richard he Simmons
0: doing? looks outstanding because he has chest hair too.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh. Oh my God, I want this so That's bad. Fun my birthday is really up. good it's good right i wish
1: there was that like a cheeseburger good. with the david hasselhoff one or something fun you know like even or like a life jacket or something. life jacket or car. life preserver like, yeah something Oh, a car yeah night rider. Yeah, rider yeah yeah gosh the 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 what's his name the the workout guy i'm trying to blank um, richard Simmons. richard simmons that chest hair is fantastic that is full steve that is a that is a life goal right there bro You ain't lying, man. So
0: good. Oh, that (laughs) would be a dream come true to have my own chia pad. I'm bright. Oh.
2: Let me give you guys a close up view. It's been a while.
0: Okay. Steve's giving us a close up view of his chest. Chest. Oh. That's your chest there. Okay. See that hair? All right. Oh, yeah. Great. Okay. We got nothing. Okay. Oh, wait,
2: Grant, are you showing it? Hang on. Let me get over there, bro. Uh, I can't see it.
0: Oh, boy. (laughs) Don,
2: I see a little bit of yours. (laughs) We're all doing good. We all have I can say confidently we all have virtually the same amount of chest hair. I do
0: have some nose hairs that I have to get rid of. I went to Target yesterday to look for a nose hair trimmer.
2: <laughs> Man, can I, I help you find didn't anything? They
0: have anything. They only have like the big hairies. Not hairy, but hairy. hairy. What? Um, and I'm like, come on. They don't have one nose hair trimmer here for a guy? I'm like, what do I need? A straight blade? What I know. Is-
1: you know, you got to buy the combo pack now. It's like a 10-piece <laughs> thing. You can't just get like the solo trimmer. You're right.
0: Well, the good news is my nose keeps growing as my face is staying the same. So <laughs> Yeah. Just you know.
1: try a weed whacker. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, just try it. But I don't even use, my nose is so big that I just, I don't even use the attachment. I have the attachment for that little cylinder that goes right up into your nose. I don't even use that. I just use the trimmer and I turn my nostril and (laughs) then I just trim. That's all all I got to do. do. I've done
0: that too. How's
1: the little cylinder work? Pretty good? The cylinder in your nose? It pulls a little bit at times. It can make make your your eyes water a tad. That's why I do what you do. I pull the nose to the side, just kind of trim it in there, because if you use that little thing sometimes, it'll catch one and not cut it. Do you
0: have the one with the light, where you could see the light going, (sighs) and you're like, what's happening in there? It's always
2: a two-person job. Lou puts on a headlamp, and then I trim, and it's really good. Um, I also have had to trim like ear hair on the oh. on the exterior of my ears since I was in my early 20s. Oh,
1: I just did that for the first time a couple months ago, Steve. First time? Yeah. You're so lucky. No, I think they were there for a long
0: time oh. ago. told me. <laughs> Are you guys sweaty? No. Like sweaty people?
1: No. Yes.
0: Hmm.
1: Yes, I'm a very sweaty person. Remember Are you? Our- Huh. Our last producer,
2: we can't legally say his name. Let's call him Brian.
0: You can say his name. With a Y. Oh, we can? Okay. Yes. Yeah, and Brian Burke And no m- B. <laughs> what?
2: We're so stupid. Anyway, he, he would sweat through everything right away. Put a shirt on, boom. Yeah,
0: he was like your social status teacher. Look at, <laughs> oh,
2: Grant. <laughs> this it with a, our producers? This is Stop a sweatshirt. high profile of a job. <laughs> this is a sweatshirt, guys, and I'm through it. Wow. Oh Word. Yeah. What's my guys? new deodorant that works, by the way, Old Spice Fiji. I am dry and smell good. Nice. Secret can suck it because it's not strong enough for a man. I use Fiji well as well. Good. good oh. so oh,
0: what's up, oh, bro? There you go. Good scent. And I'm Donna Valentine. <laughs> Hi, Donna. Gotta <laughs> run. All right, we gotta go. Colleen and Bradley are coming in next. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Bye. Bye.